You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. Are you guys ready for the word today? Come on, I'm just going to encourage us today. I'm going to allow the word to encourage us today like it always does. Like it always does, it challenges us, it encourages us, it directs us, sometimes it even cuts us to our very core. But being that this is missions, um, being that this is Mission Sunday and Family Sunday, I, I want to just focus on our mission as believers, and I want to just. I want to just kind of remind us and wake us up a little bit that, that we are, Dan and, Dan and Cindy, uh, uh, Jim and Pat, like everybody that we support, like they are missionaries. They are missionaries. They have gone into the foreign field and they are missionaries in their land. But I want to remind us today that we are as well missionaries in our world, in our place of where we're at. And I know right now you're sitting there going, oh, I'm going to check out and start thinking about the Super Bowl and how many wings. I can get down. I need you to focus with me on this because this is sometimes we need to be uh, uh, awakened up, uh, woke up, awakened up. I got to be, what, what do I have to be? I got I to gotta, I gotta not be asleep, right? That's right. I got to not be asleep, right? And so I want the word to just kind of wake us up today. And so I want us to go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, starting in verse 14. And if I were to title this message today, if I was somebody that did that, I would title this message, How Not to Have Ugly Feet. <laughs> right? The students liked it, and that's all, I, that's all that mattered. If you didn't think that was funny, they liked it. Right? So if you were titling this message, How Not to Have Ugly Feet. Okay? Well, let's pray before we jump into this. Everybody's all self-conscious now. Thankful they're not wearing open-toed shoes. It's, it's all right. It's all right. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much. Father, I thank you that today that we are, we are challenged, that we, are, we see clearly the role that we play. We see clearly the role that you've asked us to be a part of. Father, as we dig into your word, we don't take it lightly. We know that it is alive. We know it is active. So that means it's able to divide me. It's able to mess with things in me. So Father, today as we get before it, our ears are open, our hearts are receptive, and our knees are weak. Speak to us today, Holy Spirit. We recognize your presence in this place. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody send. Romans chapter 10, starting in verse 14, says this. It says, how then can they call on the one that they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The Bible is giving us a clear definition of what it looks like for us as believers to have pretty feet, 
beautiful feet, well-manicured feet. But I want to dig into this today because I want to say that, that sometimes, even in my own life, I find myself and I look down and I go, man, my feet aren't that beautiful. How many of you just have a hang-up on your own feet? Anybody here? You got a hang-up, you look down and you're just like, wow, wow, thank God for shoes. I, I don't even like looking at my own toes. Huh? I mean, have you ever, ever like pulled back the covers and be, oh goodness, what is that? Right? I should see a doctor. That is not, that can't be right. Right? I'm going to pick up my wife just for just a second because I, I love, I love, no, 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 you have to understand. I love my wife's feet. I love my wife's feet. Now, that sounds weird. I'm not going to go any further than that. But the problem with my wife's feet is the fact that they're on the wrong ankles. They are. They're, they're, they, they're, they're, they, her, I just want to let you know, her feet are beautiful, they're just backwards, right? Her toes, baby, don't they, I'm not being honest, it's just, her toes are on the wrong feet, they're pointed, and they're, like everybody else's toes point this way, right? Well, her toes point out this way, and I always, yes, yes, exactly, she would have to stand this way for them to touch, like almost like that. For them to touch. I'm just letting you know, okay? Look, I saw them before I said I do. I knew what I was getting into, all right? I was very aware of it, all right? It didn't catch me off guard. Brian's nervous. The best thing about it is, you know, all those cute little shoes that you, all the girls buy where your big toe goes in the little loopy, and then your other, I can't wear those. No, she'd have to switch fleet. Like yes. If you switch the shoes, it would work out it perfect. Work. It wouldn't work out perfectly, yeah. yes. And, and sometimes we kind of look down and we're like, what is, what's going on with my feet? They're not, they're not looking right. Maybe, maybe something's off there, man. I mean, it just happens. But yet the Bible sits here and says, listen, if you want to have beautiful feet, there is a way to have beautiful feet. But I want to talk about some of our hangups of what keeps us from having this. And, and let's look at this real quick. Because I, I don't want to keep us too long today. I want to just see this. Acts chapter 8. Will you go there with me? Acts chapter 8, starting in, in verse 1 through 8. The Bible, as, as believers, calls us to have beautiful feet. Like, part of our, our, our calling is to be people that have beautiful feet, that we are well put together. But there is a reason why we have the, there's a reason why he calls us having beautiful feet. And it's the message that we send. But we have hang-ups that sometimes keep us from having beautiful feet. And sometimes our feet look very, very ugly and in need of a pedicure. And I want to I just deal with those hang-ups and then kind of deal with some issues where we've kind of mystified that, that word missionary. In Acts chapter 8, it says this. In Acts chapter 8, and starting in verse 1, and if you don't know this passage, this is right after a, a man named Stephen just basically reads uh, the rites to all the Pharisees of the law and basically tells them about Jesus. They get so mad that they're like, we can't even hear that, and they stone him to death. And then here's what happens. It says in verse 1, it says, And Saul approved of the killing. That's foreshadowing to the guy that just wrote Romans. I won't go there, but that, that's him. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem. 
and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him, but Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. But verse 4, and I want you to underline this. But those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. And then it talks about Philip, how he went into Samaria and and performed godly things and people's hearts were turned to God. But I want you to see something here. There was persecution and it scattered believers. And instead of them having ugly feet and not carrying the good news, they were still those that had beautiful feet because where they went with their persecution, they carried the good news of the gospel. Now let's talk about persecution just for a second. You say, well, Pastor Chris, you don't understand. I'm persecuted all the time. Okay, good. One of the hangups that we struggle with that keeps us from having beautiful feet and being those that carry the message of the gospel wherever we go is because we, number one, we overemphasize what we consider persecution. Can I tell you something? Can we just deal with something real quickly? Everybody pull up your phones, hold up your phones real quick. Now go to see that Facebook app that's on your phone, right? You see that right there? You see that Facebook app right there? Can I tell you something? You cannot be persecuted by something that by just holding down to your thumb and hitting an X, you can make it go away. Did you hear what I just said? You cannot be persecuted by something you can make go away with your thumb. Okay? Can I, let's, let me tell you something else, and this is a freebie. I'm just going to try to let, just free us up because this is part of our problem. We have, we have stopped being beautiful feet people and we've gotten into the wrong argument. We've gotten into the wrong, uh, wrong argument and into the wrong space. We would sit there and say, oh, Facebook is persecuting me. It's telling me I, I can't say this and I can't say this. Do you understand that Facebook is not a Christian company and it was not designed for you? Did you hear what I just said? Facebook is not a Christian platform. They are a private company that can do whatever they want. They can keep whatever they want from being said. If if they kick us off tomorrow, it's not persecution. They just made a business choice. But if I pick up the wrong argument, follow me on this, but if I pick up the wrong argument and say I'm being persecuted and try to fight for my safe space on a platform that's not mine anyway so I can say what I want and, these, and all this stuff, so, and I'm going to fight for that and I'm going to fight for that and I'm even going to reach out to my congressman. You need to give me a safe space to be a Christian and, and create a safe space for my, my world so I can do this. And we get into that argument, man, we've missed it. We're fighting the wrong fight. Man, those that were persecuted after the church was taken down, they they didn't just scream out to the government and reach out to their legislators, hey, give us our safe space so we can just be Christian in our our little space and we have the right, we have the right that we should be able to stay here and just say whatever we want in this safe little bubble. Give me my safe space. Give me my safe space. Sometimes as those that are persecuted, instead of just letting it just send us, we try to fight for our safe space. Let me just be 
a godly husband and a godly wife with my 2.5 kids, and I don't know which one of you is a .5, but in my 2.5 kids, and let me huddle back in my little church, and, and just if the government would just give me my little safe space and Facebook would stop picking on me, then I would be happy. But yet we see the church persecuted. We see people like really persecuted, where people are actually drugged from their homes and killed. Not by an app. Not by a little F on, a, on an app that I can literally make go, I'm being persecuted. You go away. I'm not persecuted anymore. But yet I, I, I see them and I see that, 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 that they understood that their mission wasn't to fight for a safe space. Their mission that Jesus had given them was, hey, don't go into the world and find a safe space until I get back. <laughs> he said, you're going to be persecuted. People are not going to like what you say. In fact, there are going to be those of you that are going to lose their life for my sake. So, so I'm not telling you to fight for your safe space. I'm just telling you, as you go and as you're chased, be those that have beautiful feet. Be those that are carrying the message of the gospel of Jesus, my message. Be those that have beautiful feet. Don't be those that get ugly feet and ugly calluses and ugly bunions because all we're doing is fighting for our safety. I just want Facebook to leave me alone and stop picking on us as believers. I can make Facebook go away at any time and still have my voice. Did you hear me? If the church is fighting for their space on, on a Facebook platform more than they're fighting for their voice to their neighbors, then we've missed the fight. Did you hear what I just said? If we are fighting harder to make sure that we can project these things over Facebook Live, over something I never paid for, God's given us grace to use a, a tool that I never created that we can get this out to people. But if this is taken away, it shouldn't stop our voice. And I don't need to pick up the fight to fight to get my, my voice back on this thing if I'm not fighting hard enough so that my neighbors hears the good news of the gospel. Are you following me on this? How do you get ugly feet? Well, you fight the wrong fight. You carry the wrong message. Jesus said, he, he said, and Paul said in Romans that those that have beautiful feet, they are carrying the gospel. They are going and preaching. They are, as they're going, they're carrying that which they are commanded to do. Not standing and fighting, give me safe space, give me safe space, give me safe space. Man, we don't need safe space to have a voice. In fact, you, this world is an unsafe place to the message that you carry. Did you hear what I just said? There will never be a safe space for your message because the message that you carry, man, it is counterproductive. Do you realize you carry the gospel message and the gospel message says this. It, it doesn't have a wide road. It has a very narrow road. It says this. You, there's not many ways to get to God. There is one way to get to God. Man, that's a terrifying message because in this world, everybody wants it to be a broad space. But the message that you carry is unsafe. Get a hold of that now. You carry a very unsafe message because you come with a very, very pointed thing. Jesus is the way. The only way. And right there, that separates you from a lot of people and it's going to make a lot of people mad. 
And when they begin to push back on you, if all you do is instead of just allowing that to push you to carry that message somewhere else, and you just stop and go, give me my safe space. I want to have a safe space like everybody else gets their safe space. We're fighting the wrong fight, and we're getting ugly feet. Are you following me so far? Let's look at something else. What else keeps us from having beautiful feet? I'm glad you asked that. Go to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, starting in verse 6. It says this, they, and then they were gathered around him. This is right before Jesus does his thing and just jets out of here, man. I still don't, I, I, we, we read these types of stories, and, and I'll be honest with you, we have so, un, uh, it's amazing how we've just minimized this. There were guys talking to Jesus, and then he was like, I'm out, and just went up into the sky and left. And we act like, yeah, no big deal. I'm just going to read this. And then they gathered around him and they asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Again, these guys are like, okay, what's going down now? What's the plan? When are we going to do this thing? And he said to them, listen to me. It's not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my what? witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and into the, even to the ends of the world. Now, look at this, because this is our second problem. Our first problem is, is we're fighting the wrong fight and we're fighting for a safe space instead of just being a carrier of the message. But this is what he says, and after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid them from their sight. And they were there looking intently up into the sky as he was going. When suddenly, track with me on this, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood before them and they said this, men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. How else do we keep from having beautiful feet? Well, let me give you this. We become no different than the men that were staring into the sky. Sometimes as believers, we've gotten confused on where we should be looking. Let me explain that. Just like these guys, Jesus is standing before them, and all of a sudden Jesus just does his thing, and he's out of there. And they're just, I mean, just picture this, right? It's just a group of guys. <laughs> you see him anymore? I don't see him anymore. <laughs> and they're just sitting there staring, just sitting there staring into the sky. Because wouldn't you? Wouldn't that be your focus? Like, I'm just going to just keep looking. I'm just going to keep looking up there. Even though he's given them a job to do, which is not looking there, which is now looking there. But all these guys are still standing and looking up. So much to the point that he had to send angels behind him. And guy, hey, guys, stop looking up. He gave you a job to do. He's up there. He's coming back. He's got that. He's told you. He's told you. Your focus is no longer here. Your focus is now here. Did you hear what I just said? 
See, sometimes as believers, one of the ways that we allow our feet to sink into the sand and we become stagnant and our feet begin ugly because they're, they're not being used. They just, they're no longer beautiful because we're no longer carrying the message because sometimes we're just believers that just come in church and all we do is we just look up. And you're like, well, Pastor Chris, how could you say that? I'm worshiping and I'm looking to God. And Yes, I get all of that. I'm not downplaying your worship. I'm not even downplaying that you have your eyes fixed on him. But sometimes we can be so heavenly minded and it can be so much about mine and his experience. It's just about, it's just about this. Oh, it's just about this. You know what? Oh, I'm just, I'm just going to sit here and wait for God to speak to me, to empower me. And sometimes we have our head lifted up in church, and sometimes we have our head lifted up in our prayer time, waiting for something that he's already given us. Did you hear what I just said? Sometimes we are crying out to God, oh, give me direction, give me a focus, give me power. And when I read Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it literally says, guys, I, I've given you a job. I've given you purpose. I've given you direction. And not only that, I've given you power. Yet you're still looking up, waiting for something as if I didn't give that to you already. And, and what happens is, is the enemy kind of tricks us into this mindset of like, oh, there's nothing wrong with, it's just about you and Jesus. Just get away in your quiet time. It's just about you. Don't worry about everybody else. They'll make it. Oh, you, you just worry about you. You get what you need. It's no longer about you. And you are waiting for something that Jesus has already given us. Now, let, let's demystify the whole mission and the whole thing of, of actually going out and what that looks like. Are you still with me today? So, so here's the question. This is what I always love. We kind of lie to ourselves. We just say, you know, man, I would go if I knew where to go. Oh, Father. And so what we do is we, we go back to being those guys of just lifting our heads and looking. Oh, Father, if you just tell me where to go, I will be your voice. I will have beautiful feet and carry your message. That'll be me. And I'm just going to wait here day after day after week after week. And until you tell me where to go specifically, then I'm not going to move because, oh, I, I'm a good, uh, you know, self-righteous Christian that I don't move until I hear the Holy Spirit tell me to go. Can I tell you to do something? Everybody stand up for a second. Everybody stand up. We're going to demystify this. We're going to demystify this whole thing. Everybody close your eyes and spin around twice. I'll tell you, you just keep spinning around until I tell you to stop. People watching down the lens, you don't know what you're missing. This is awesome. There are a full room of adults that have just got their eyes closed and are spinning. Everybody stop. Keep your eyes closed. Now point in whatever direction you're looking. Now open your eyes. Do you see? Hold on. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands pointed. Do you see where you're pointing? Let me, let me demystify this whole thing of where God's called you to, okay? If you were to start walking in the general direction of wherever you're pointing and you run into a person, that's your mission field. Did you hear what I just said? You have got to stop. Everybody can sit down now because I know you're dizzy. We have got to demystify 
This whole thing of a father, I'm just waiting for you to tell me where to go, where are you sending me? Do you understand? Wherever I point, wherever I stop and point, if I land on you, that is God's will. Are you following? He called us to the ends of the earth. That means wherever you end up on the earth, if there are people there, you've got a job to do. Did you hear what I just said? My goodness, some of us have sat and waited for years and years. Oh, God, if you would just tell me where to go, if you would just show me who to speak to. Man, close your eyes and point. That's his will. Start there. Start there. Stop making it so mystical. Stop making it like, like angels have to come and give us direction. When he said, listen, in Matthew, go into all the world. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teach them everything I said. And when he said all of the world, you know what he just did? He just gave you that no matter what direction you walk with those beautiful feet, you are bound to run into the will of God. Did you hear what I just said? Isn't that free? No, isn't that free? Now, I have to be honest with you, some of you are mad about that because now it, it kind of removes that excuse of, well, if he would just tell me, I would do. Well, now you've just realized he's opened the entire world to us, so wherever I go, it's his will. I don't have to wait to get permission to go into the world when he's already called me into the world. Did you hear what I just said? And I love this last part. I'm just going to leave us with this. Because let's be honest, I've met you. You're not enough. You've met me. You know for certain that I'm not enough. But I love what it says in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. And you can go back there and Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. The power was for the reason to be his witnesses. Not to gain wealth, not to, not to add more trinkets, not to do all these other things. That wasn't the first priority. The first priority of the reason of the power of the Holy Spirit was to be his witnesses. So if you're sitting there with your heads lifted up, oh, Father, I'm just going to sit here and wait until you give me direction. Oh, wait a second. You, you, you already did by, by telling me it's the whole world? Okay, 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 okay. you got me. You got me. But you know what? I'm just going to hang out here until you actually empower me and give me the power to do that. Because you know that I know that you know I'm surely not enough. Oh, oh, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait a second. You, because you gave me the Holy Spirit, you've already empowered me to be your witness. So that means when I go into the world and I focus on you and trust that you are the power to do this, then, then you're already going to be there. Come on. You're, you're kind of making this really hard to like you know, to, to stay in my safe space and so I can argue about Facebook harassing me. You're really making it really difficult to do that. Well, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying as believers to go, listen, believer, you were called to have beautiful feet. You were called to be people that carried a message of good news and hope and love and reconciliation. And you don't have to wait any longer for who do I go to? Just walk outside and point. Whoever you end up pointing at, that's all the world. That's go into all the world. And if they're in the world, that's them. 
We're a, what, a, what, a, what about, how many of you are in dorms right now? Raise your hand. Do you guys live next door to each other? Huh? Do you have any other uh, floor mates that, that aren't here right now? Do you realize if you just walked out of your door and just pointed, and you just went door number three, that's a mission field. No, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so I, I and, and I'm not picking on you as, I'm not kind of picking on you guys, but I don't want to, I don't want you guys, even as college students to wait, like, you know, God, when I finally get this training and then God's going to send me out into the world, you're in the world. It's three doors down. Guys that are in your, Corey, you're at the restaurant and, and, and that, and you're saying, oh, father, who should I speak to? Waiter number two is in the world right? Sonia, you're a teacher. Who am I going to show Jesus to? Okay, kid number three, parent number seven. What a, just point. Teacher down the hall. That's in the world. But I'm not enough. I know you're not enough. I've met you and you've met me. He's given us power. So that means, follow me on this, when I go into the world into the place and begin to speak, I will begin to see that power happening in my life, but I ain't ever going to tap into it until I'm standing before people that I'm called to be beautiful feet in front of. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying today? I'm just trying to remind us. None of this is new stuff. I, none of us should have this as like new revelation that we're called into the world. None of us should. But sometimes we have to be woken up a little bit and be like, listen, man, why, are, why am I so stagnant? Why am I fighting the wrong fight? Why am I fighting for a safe space and, and acting like I don't know where to go? Well, because of this, because it's the human condition. But, but let's be freed up by this today. Let's be freed up by, by seeing examples of Dan Salas and, and Jim and Pat Harris and all these other missionaries that have just gone. They just went. And let's be encouraged by them today. Do you hear what I'm saying today? Is this helping anybody get woke up, awaken up, lifted up, your eyes are open? Are you, are you seeing this today? Well, let's pray and then we're going to take communion. What a good day to take communion on. A day to be reminded of who we follow after, the greatest missionary of all. The one that looked at the world and said, I will have beautiful feet and I'm going to go give them the good news. And then I'm going to empower them. I'm going to give them the message and I'm going to give them the power to be the ones that will carry this message on. Father, today we thank you. Father, we thank you for seeking us out. Father, we thank you for coming from heaven, becoming flesh, chasing us down, saving us. And not only that, Father, we thank you that from the moment you left, we can literally, if we could, we could literally just go back and walk down the line of those that found us, that reached out to us, that acted as those with as missionaries, as those with beautiful feet, brought the message to me, Chris Taylor. I can literally track it down all the way back to those guys standing on that hill looking up that started from there and it's gotten to me. I'm so thankful for that. But Father, today we just commit and say, let the message not end with us. Let us not be a church with ugly feet. 
Let us not be a church that we make it to the, to the end of our race and all we've done is fought for our safe space and, and, and fought for our little, our little protection and, and all we concerned ourselves is, oh, it's just me and you, Jesus. Father, let us be people with beautiful feet that carry the good news of the gospel. We thank you for it. So let's go to do, do this. Let's go ahead and get ready to take communion today. you can't figure out how to break the plastic open, I think you're only hoping, just eat the whole thing. Just, eat the, just put the whole thing in the mouth. I'm, just, I'm not saying that that's healthy, but we do what we have to do, right? But isn't this a good time to take communion, to be reminded of who we follow after? Like we follow after one that was a missionary to the world around him with the good news of the gospel. And that's who we follow after, and that's who we say that we mimic. So let's go ahead and take the bread and the, and the juice together. Thank you, Father. Now I'm going to give you just a moment, if you would. Can you just take a moment right where you are to just kind of, I mean, you're already looking down. You might as well check your feet. You know what I'm saying? So can we just kind of check out our own feet real quick? Can we just check them out? Are they beautiful in the sight of heaven? Think about that question. Are my feet beautiful in the sight of heaven? Am I a carrier of the good news of the gospel? Have I found myself fighting the wrong fights, fighting for safe space? glorifying fake persecution, fighting arguments just to win arguments and not just being somebody that carries the good news. Man, that's the, I know I fall into that. And right now we can repent and we can ask God to forgive us. And we can ask God that as we leave this place that we would be a people, that this house would be a people and this house would be a testimony of people with beautiful, beautiful feet because the gospel message gets up and walks with you. Father, let that be the testimony of this house. Father, let repentance come. Let us be a people that are constantly, constantly, we don't have our eyes just fixed up and we're not fighting for safe spaces. All we're doing is no matter where persecution sends us, no matter where we go, no matter where we're at in the world, we want to have beautiful feet and be carriers of the gospel. Let it be so. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Well, stand to your feet, you beautiful people, you. Thanks for joining. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 94000 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.